0: In our previous episode of the Nimrod Generation Podcast, I took my sweet-ass time to upload anything. (laughs) Damn right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it was a little bit of a thing for it, but, you know, whatever.
0: Yeah, but with that being said, welcome to another installment of the Nimrod Generation Podcast, where the space is the final frontier, then the beer run or liquor... Run at the corner source, the first stop there. It's like, it's not so enthusiastic when you say it like that, you know? Yeah. Lame. But as always, it's with me, the boy V. V. That's me. Gee,
1: how you been? I've been doing all right. Good, good, good. That's good to know, good to hear. Kind of bored, but you know, whatever. Mm.
0: Yeah. You, I see you sipping on some uh, Dr. Pepper. What you got mixed in it? Uh, Life.
1: Life, <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, shit. Cause, I mean, some people might put say that's some good gin and juice right
1: there. Is is regret an ingredient? Oh, damn. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ho, 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 ho. him. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No. Uh, I was saying earlier, I've never had this concoction. I don't know if anybody has ever even tried it. It's like when it's not like we're live, where people can say, "Don't try it, you idiot." But I'm drinking Dying Mountain Dew with Chirac vodka, and I'm my dumbass forgot to get ice. <laughs> so. uh, I don't feel like getting up, and we already started this recording, so. Yeah,
1: Tiss Tis is what TC is.
0: God, that's it's actually not that bad. That first in is very bad, but I think I put too much vodka in it. God I think okay, this podcast is over. <laughs> Shit.
1: Dumbass. Oh yeah. Well that was everybody yelling at you to stop. <laughs> and that's the result. Cheers.
0: All right, man. So, I actually was wondering a while back, because you've heard, well, you've heard about the new Blue Beetle movie coming out, right? Unless they yeah. scrapped that, too. <laughs> because, Maybe. Because apparently, I haven't really looked into it, but, like, they did scrap the uh, Batgirl movie that was practically almost done when it was in production. Yeah. So. I'm wondering, okay, Blue Beetle, that that was a shot in the dark. Like, I didn't think they would even – you know, that's one of those things where I think, yeah, they'll, they'll talk about it, but it it ain't going to happen. Oh, George Lopez is going to be in it. Ugh, okay, it might not even happen now, for real. <laughs> not oh, yeah. against the guy, but – and then I'm like – it, it felt like it was going to have your typical – you know, like, every every Hispanic movie nowadays has George Lopez, Gabriel Iglesias – uh. That kid from from uh, what's the name? The the one without Bundy in it. Um, and Sofia Vergara. Uh, um, modern family.
1: Yeah, modern family. I don't know that kid's name.
0: I don't know. He, I, he's Manny on the show. That's all I know him by. So, yeah. And then out of nowhere, like, I don't know where I didn't I show you uh, the picture of how he looked. And I was like, holy shit, he actually looks pretty damn good. I think I remember you showing me that, yeah. Like they were it, like filming the movie on on the street or whatever, and some people took
1: some pictures. Yeah, and I mean it's safe. I I see a article here that the because they canceled Batgirl, that Blue Beetle and multiple James Gunn projects are safe. Wait, Batgirl safe? No, Batgirl got canceled, and because oh. of that, the others are safe. So just gonna have George Lopez in it, like you said, Harvey Guillen. Eh, okay you know guillermo so, from what we do in the shadows
0: oh okay okay okay.
1: or guillen should say it right
0: yeah i i thought George Lopez was gonna be because if i think that like maybe getting off of the subject but if i would think they would do a marvel movie i would have thought they would have gone with the younger uh nova like i don't know why like uh yeah. his, what's his name chris He's like half Latino too, I think. Like his dad's a Nova guy, his mom's Latino and Latino, whatever. And they and here's the funny thing. Here's a, here here's the grand story of it all. He also lives in El Paso, where Blue Beetle's based off of. So How nice. I, I guess all the Latino superheroes are gonna come from El Paso now. Hey, at least Texas. Besides Scarlet Spider, we got some more superheroes, man.
1: Oh, his name is Sam Alexander.
0: Sam Alexander. Gotcha.
1: But he is Latino.
0: I know that for hey, sure. Yeah. His daddy was a deadbeat. But then you find you out know. that he was actually a Nova core. So he's, everybody thought he was a deadbeat, but he actually was out protecting the universe. Hmm. Uh, but it wasn't Richard. What? Who would you rather see in the Nova movie? Sam or Richard? Oh, I'm pretty sure you're going to say Richard, right? Or...
1: Bobby, he was the original. I should start from the first one and then take it from there. But who knows when is it supposed to be starting production? Uh,
0: no, they. Those are one of those movies there that hasn't left the. It's one of those that we they've mentioned talking about, but not that is not in development or doesn't have a set date. Even though I've seen like a lot of the speculations, and I think they've been for the most part like about. 75 80 percent right on like when some of these movies do tend to come out you know how like they always say oh well we think uh stage six is going to be and whatnot but i mean like with the whole adam warlock ugh, Warlock, yeah ugh, coming out like in guardians or whatever they're thinking that this will open up the
1: doors for nova to come out i can see it happening i mean it's big um galactic Marvel Universe type stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, doesn't like Marvel tend to do that sometimes? Well, technically any comic any of the major publishers do. You got your oh, we're gonna have our heroes fight like this great epic thing on Earth. Everything has to happen on Earth. Oh yeah. Everything has to happen on Earth. But then out out of nowhere anywhere else. Out of nowhere you have like the characters that just shoot out into space. Hell, Thor kind of did it in this last film. He didn't yeah. travel damn cross near the whole galaxy. Hmm. And, I mean, he did leave with the Guardians first, but eh, you would think because I don't know, before Guardians came out, I remember that even Tony Stark was part of the Guardians of the Galaxy and they ha- and they were having that infinite event going on. Yeah, like, on the, like oh, at were, one point
1: in the comics.
0: Yeah, like when you when you read the Brian Michael Bendis uh, yeah. run in 20 was it 2012 or 2013.
1: When they I'm came out. Those.
0: Yeah. Uh, Tony was part of the Guardians in like the first two volumes. It's like a 12 issue. Hell, he he banged Gamora and. She was not satisfied.
1: <laughs> I think I kind of remember him being there. I don't remember that part of it, but, you know, whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was all like, what, what was what was his? Uh, how come? How, how come Captain Cap- Kirk? Never had problem with the ladies, but he said some quote like that. I was like, "Damn, yeah." I don't know about too much about Camp Kirk, but he just made the man sound to be a badass.
1: Well, they were always putting him in there to be in relationships with alien girls.
0: Mm-hmm. That was his his uh, his job in Starfleet: bring uh, cultures and together.
1: Uh, technically no, but whatever <laughs>
0: uh, But we're actually here to talk about Underrated DC heroes Just as we spoke, I mean, Justice League When it comes to the DC heroes uh, You can actually say that a lot of them Even the A-listers are in the underrated section For movies and TV shows yep. uh, Of course, we have have so many Superman movies. If you count all the the animated ones, we have there's a lot. If you count the Batman movies, every other Batman, every other movie is a Batman related film. Be it character, be it whatever. That's like DC's golden child for like, oh shit, our sales are going down. Put Batman in it. Yeah. That's kind of typically how it goes, even in the comic book. So we got low comic book sales, put Batman in it that issue will sell
1: yep it's their answer to wolverine
0: in the 90s for uh for anything marvel
1: yeah anything marvel in the 90s for wolverine in it i mean they still kind of do it but not as much
0: yeah i know he had that time period when he was dead then he had old man logan but
1: because they just couldn't leave the character very well alone
0: true true it's like you can't a man cannot just sit back have a beer and have a cigar and just chill
1: yeah, he can't just be dead. He got to bring it back from an alternate dimension. Timelines, dimensions, whatever. Yeah, timeline, dimension, whatever.
0: Yeah. And recently enough, uh, I I was waiting for this to leave post-production for God knows how fucking long. Uh, Sandman released on Netflix. Yeah. About a week ago. Have you checked it out? Heard anything? Read about it? Nada?
1: The only things I heard about it weren't mm-hmm. very good, uh-huh. so I would just have to see it for myself. I think, mm-hmm. but I would want to read more than just the first book. The first book was really good, and I started reading the second one, but it just it wasn't the same.
0: Like as in production, or it could—I mean, his books, the tenman books, do technically seem to spin off on their own. Like you know, like to have too yeah. many side stories and shit like there are some like some of the volumes are like just collections of side stories and i'm like well this was a why could he just go in chronological order so i didn't have to buy a volume that just has nothing to do with sandman really
1: yeah that's kind of where that second one where i thought it was headed and i just kind of lost interest in it and just went off it it didn't grab me like the first one did yeah um
0: i will say this the first episode of the show does kind of have a lot of um mainly like the first issue like it makes it way longer than it should be but it it does have an old i say okay pacing a lot of people are like oh man no, it's it's too good on my personal opinion i don't know is it because of the because i you borrowed the book i have like you see how the paper look has like has that old feel. It's not like the reprint where it's like more lively and colorful. You know what I mean? It yeah. feels like darker and like not, none, none bad against the reprints or anything. Cause the reprints are more vibrant and lighter in tone, but I do like the darker feel like grit, greediness to the old books. I feel like that's where the character shines the best in, in those, in those pages. You know what I mean? in that format of like the way it was printed out and I watched the show and <laughs> I, I feel like if they would have used more of a, a 90s style camera, like, you know what I mean? Like make yeah. it like more gritty. Cause it just felt too, too HD. And even the parts that felt like should have been dark were like too still too light.
1: Like there was too much light there. Darker, ephemeral, and ephemeral. I mean to say, or kind of dreamlike.
0: Not even like when, like let's say, if I would just turn off my lights right now, like you would see everything. Like in my background would look like you can see, you can clearly see like the lamp. Everything about my lamp, but it just looks dark blue in the background.
1: Oh, so they should have made it a point to kind of hide some of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's kind oh it's kind of weird like uh well you we, you've been to a WWE event before right? Mm-hmm. You know did you ever see when Chris Jericho would come out?
1: No.
0: Like when he did the whole like, like yeah. he was he he'll pull the pose out. So like whenever you watch it on TV you can't see him. It looks just pitch black. You know what I mean? But when you're there, oh,
1: yeah.
0: like when you're there you can just you can clearly see him like broad daylight. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> but no. Cause that's kind of what. The same thing when we went to AEW, you saw Sean Spears run out real quick with a chair and sit on it and you didn't see anything on TV. But, you know, you saw him there. Do it. You could see him do it live, but you couldn't see anything on TV.
0: Yeah, but I feel like because of that, I don't know, like I feel like there's parts that should have been darker in some areas than others. And I, that kind of not killed. That kind of killed the vibe for me because when you also like read the comics, they, there is so much dark in there. You know what I mean? It it feels like even like the images of of Dream himself seem like when you see like half of his face because of all the the the, the like the shade or the cover or whatever because of the shadows. Like on the show, you you can clearly see him as like. Hmm like yeah there's nothing really menacing about you i give it to the actor though he got a pretty good strong jaw <laughs> yeah but okay i remember i don't know if you remember about this but uh they were supposed to have uh what's that guy name he played uh tommy i think in they Rock from the sun joseph gordon love hewitt or whatever
1: yeah gordon
0: hewitt joseph gordon hewitt something like that yeah he was the one that wanted to direct the movie and star in it that was the whole thing that was in like years back like probably like after the dark night and all that stuff that was like he was like uh trying to get dc to back him up dc seemed like they were gonna give the green light and then it went back into limbo and now we got the show Yeah, but yeah so there goes two characters but my question even though we've just blabbered on about all this stuff what are characters yep. that you find are you know in need of a movie tv show or just underrated period uh, of course as we mentioned a lot of the the comic book source material a lot of people don't even know half of the characters who they have, to be honest when it comes to dc yeah. so yeah. what do you think that could get a movie tv boost to Maybe sell some books, or you know, bring the character into a limelight.
1: Uh, I don't know. I, I really there's there's a couple of guys that I like d c that are really super pushed, even though they're well known. Um, growing up, I used to watch Plastic Man cartoons.
0: Was he as funny as he is now?
1: Yeah, he was slapstick comedy and one-liners and all kinds of funny stuff and i i really like the character and i it was kind of before i knew about fantastic four and all that and i'm like that guy's a ripping off plastic man <laughs> oh man you, you went the
0: opposite way
1: <laughs> yeah i mean plastic man has been around a lot longer but mm-hmm. you know just not knowing that when i was younger but I knew I know more I was thinking about it like we just had when we were doing the dr. strange episode and we we're talking about lesser-known heroes and stuff kind of like this but as I was listening to it again it reminded me of being at my grandmother's house and I had an uncle who was or who is like five or six years older than I am. Okay. And he had the Marvel encyclopedia of heroes. Oh, he would get those and I would read everything about everybody. Hmm. So that's where I got a lot of my knowledge from, I guess. But anyway, plastic man, he's, I always thought he was cool and funny and stuff. You know he can turn into a car he can turn into whatever he wants to he doesn't just have to stretch his arm towards somebody and get unraveled into a thousand tiny little strings <laughs> <laughs>
0: man you already you already attacking the man. the man the man hasn't even been on the on the big screen for that long
1: i know i just i kind of felt like it was a waste not, not really a waste okay you establish the character now and you can bring him out Again, but he's supposed to be the world's smartest man and he's just gonna reach for the woman. <laughs> like I said, so you Maybe know Maybe he has no knowledge of magic. Yeah, knowledge, knowledge of not, everything but man. Knowledge or not. Come up with a better plan. Attack from a different oh. angle. Don't just straight on. What's that? Well, he's not he's
0: not technically the this earth's or six earth uh six sixteen, you fool. Six sixteen or Richard, so maybe you know they they vary in in I don't think so <laughs> well there there was a comic book by Matt Fraction that does actually um talk about the whole like r- multiverse of reads and whatnot, so do you ever read any of those?
1: I, I saw some of those things and what was it like when they were all trying to work together to get rid of the Marvel zombies ah and they all failed oh there you go you know whatever it's all like
0: uh, I think it was a Matt was Matt Fraction Uh, but yeah I think it was Matt Fraction he uh he's the one who wrote about the I can't I can't remember who was Matt Fraction there was like a, a whole Illuminati of fucking Reed Richards wow
1: like, jeez, what the fuck? You, I, I can imagine it, though.
0: Yeah, and I was, like, sitting there, and, like, uh, my friend James, he's like, oh, you, you never read Fantastic Four? I'm like, I used to watch the cartoon as a kid. It just never never appealed to me to read the books. He's like, nope. I had, like, a whole stack of comics. Like, I'll hold on to these for you, but you're gonna read this book. I'm like, but I wanna buy those. You're gonna buy this book. I'm like, Jesus Christ. He just walked <laughs> away. I, I wasn't even allowed to to get the books I wanted. I left with Fantastic Four and guess what? I came back and bought the whole damn <laughs> collection. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's, it's a crazy thing. It's I've read so many different Marvel things and I know about a lot of them. I don't claim to know everything, but you know, I've read and seen so much. It's like, okay, yeah, I know that guy. I know that guy, whatever, you know, and you can tell some of the idiosyncrasies of each character, but, it's hard to just sit there and explain it to people sometimes yeah true You true you gotta show them you gotta get them to read and get them to know about the character the way you do or at least try
0: yeah man i know one of my this ain't my top pick for underrated character but i always uh i read recently read the whole animal man series I started reading Animal Man, like, back in 2012, when Jeff Lemire started writing it. Like, it was a New 52 re- uh, start, again over thing. And That's I was right. all like... I don't know, my my sister's boyfriend was the one who was like, oh, you gotta read Animal Man. I'm like... Uh, the, the name itself just kind of already... It's, like, unappealing, like, Animal Man. What's his power? He has the powers to use animal abilities. Yes. Fuck. Like... Like, I'm trying to make fun of this guy, but this guy's looking at me serious. Like, yeah, you got to read this shit. I'm like, all right, all right, it's like a band-aid. Let's just rip it off, get it over He's with.
1: another Beast Boy clone, but he doesn't change shape, right?
0: Yeah, that's, that's what I thought. And
1: you like read the it. The Twins.
0: I never got into that. <laughs> I've never even seen a TV show. That's another one. Like, maybe I'll like it if I actually get into it, but it's just the character basis. Synopsis is just it never appealed to
1: me. Yeah. Ah, they were all right as a, a little kid, but now that I've grown up, it's like, that's kind of useless.
0: <laughs> it's like, my, my powers are useless unless I have my twin
1: with me. Because she can turn into whatever, and then home Dude is like, what do you want to be, water or ice? Or gas? You know, steam. You can be steam, you can be ice, or you can be water. And that's it. Okay. <laughs> well, that's useless. Yeah, and you get a- Get to be carried around by a space monkey in a bucket. <laughs> so cute. What? you're making it worse. <laughs> hey man, I told you. It was cool as a kid, but that's only while watching the cartoon. It finally... It's like I feel
0: like this is something where like if I was drinking at three o'clock in the morning, I'd be like, let me check out these twins. You
1: know,
0: Yeah no. find it hilarious and then watch it when I'm sober and go, Why the fuck did I find this to be amusing?
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: No, but it's animal man is a character that I would think it's more about like the superheroes you like, especially because around that time is when I actually got into comic books. So all I thought that the, like the comic books were just like more like the storylines of heroes facing their arch nemesis weekend or month in month out for the issues or whatnot. Yeah. And, but you find out that like the animal man story is it's, it's story of him trying to do all that. He he's, he knows he's a C a C or D lister superhero. He knows it, you know. Okay. He could be more probably, but he also thinks about his family, because like he joins the, like uh, when you you read like the the stuff from the Grant Morrison stuff from the beginning. Like by that time, you already established that he's, you know, that he's in the Justice League International and. That, you know, he wants to live on Earth, even though, like, uh, Martian Manhunter comes down and tells him, like, hey, uh, you know, you, your family can live on the tower. You know, they can live yeah, in all of just, you know, they could be safe. And he's like, no, we, we want them to have the most a normal life. Like, bro, like, you're a fucking superhero. Like, and you bro. gave out your identity for the whole world to know.
1: Yeah, that's ask little Peter Parker how that turned out.
0: Yeah. But it's kind of cool like to see him trying to juggle like fatherhood and being a husband, but at the same time same time trying to control powers that he himself is yet to fully understand and comprehend how how is affecting him and and his family too. Because of course, is you find out later, his daughter starts possessing some of these abilities. Um it's not like an Aquaman ability, they don't talk they don't talk to animals or things like that, but there's a burden around you find out, Oh, uh, I can use like get a link with that bird and be able to fly. Okay. And things like that. And of course, when you read those books, you, you start getting the grant Morrison twist to things where God grant Morrison starts appearing in his own books, as you know, for sure.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah. and, you know, he does this whole thing where, like, I, like the way his run ended, his last two issues were just amazing. Because I'm like, bro, you broke, you broke, like, the tenth wall here. Like, you literally just, like, through caution of the wind and just pretty much had a conversation with, with, uh, with the character you're writing. And he's, like, literally having this conversation with him and he's all like, well, I'm the one who killed your family. Like, uh, I'm sorry, I book sales were down i needed to i needed to do this to you and like buddy's just having a conversation practically what is technically his god at the moment because even he's like well um next month somebody else is going to be writing you you know (laughs) and it's it's like a whole crazy conversation like like meeting your creator or writer at the time and just him telling you like well fuck you you want more action here's two villains behind you fight (laughs) you know and then I found that whole thing funny. And it's a spoiler right here. Like, during that whole concept, like, Animal Man's, like, trying to fight for his life behind Grant Morrison looking directly at you while you're reading him. And he's like, oh, I would also like to thank the following people for helping me write this book. All the artists who have helped me draw this book. And he goes through the list. Dude, it's, like, the greatest thing. And in the background, all you see it's like, Buddy literally trying to survive this onslaught of villains fighting him it is so good it's just like Thanks. it's it's cool and uh, Robert VH however you say his last name he also did Swamp Thing which I feel is underrated too uh, I think we the world needs some more Swamp, swamp Thing love yeah. but uh, he started doing things where like if Buddy would use the ability of that bird to fly that bird would die because it's taking his life Life force in essence. So every time Buddy would use one of the animal powers, he would it's pretty much he was kind of leeching off like a vampire. Okay. So like now there's a point where he ends up killing a whole zoo. There's um points where he's trying to figure out how the hell he can balance all this stuff out. His daughter's becoming able to use these powers. Um, he ends up being killed and uses this whole life force rebirth thing like he tries to come back to life as a zombie and scare the shit out of his wife (laughs) and he pretty much resurrects himself it's it's all just chaos. it's like life death crazy i'm like i'm just sitting there like when the fuck did this shit turn into this you know what i mean like like you think the name animal man is something but
1: god yeah i don't know it's crazy like, like yeah, you can't ever tell why they're doing these stupid things like that. But it's it's mostly you know just to sell more books. Yeah, like Morrison it, said. But whatever.
0: It felt like th- technically it felt like that's kind of like the whole what Vertigo Comics did at some point because even Doom Patrol, Doom Patrol got a little. There was a whole concept argument like what who came first or who copied who because they say that Stan Lee's um was it his roommate is the one who created the doom patrol and then stanley comes out with the x men and a lot of people they're like oh a group of misfits with special abilities and powers who are rejected by the world it's like those those are both teams you know like yeah are here to try to save it and all Stanley added to his was that mutants were more like humans were more prejudiced towards mutants compared to the Doom Patrol who were technically just a bunch of freaks. Yeah. So it it was one of those crazy things where I I believe Doom Patrol came out like a month or two before X Men, but X Men became the bigger comic book over time. Yeah. But apparently, in the beginning, they they both were. The like Doom Patrol was actually higher up than X Men at the beginning. Hmm. So yeah, and now like you, they, they, Doom Patrol got a big push in the late '80s, early '90s when Graham Morrison took over. Of course, yeah, uh, they were, they were, they were under Vertigo. Uh, same thing with Animal Man. He he went from DC being a a, a no name character, a side character at the back pages of all the issues, to being a C tier character in DC continuity to at that point, Vertigo creating that more darker tone books, the mature books. Yeah. So Animal Man made his way up there, Swamp Thing made his way up there, um, Doom Patrol, of course. Constantine started there. Now he's made the jump to the the full on continuity of DC. Yeah. So there's all that. Uh, of course, Constantine has had his own nice run with the whole Keanu Reeves thing, which I do hope he reprises his role because he, he's talking about it. He's like, I'll do it. Yeah. I like the movie. That was pretty good. <sighs> yeah. At first, people are like, he's not blonde, dude. Leave it alone.
1: They're like, okay, whatever.
0: I ain't seen nobody complaining like that when Jason Momoa came, Aquaman.
1: I did. Yeah. <laughs> well. Think about it this way. How many act- actresses in Hollywood are actually blonde?
0: Honestly, I always said that they even if they would have used his brother. Um <laughs> uh, man, the guy that plays Thor.
1: Chris Hemsworth.
0: Yeah. I thought he would have made a good Aquaman. And I'm like, if not him, then maybe his brother,
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: just because they they both have they they his brother has more of the physique, I'll say that, but they both have the, the blue eyes and the kind of blonde hair, and yeah, so yeah, that was like my thing. I was like, okay, that he could have done it, but I, don't know, I'm not. I'm not mad with the casting choice. I thought it was a pretty cool casting choice once I finally saw it.
1: Yeah, no, nah, that's one of those where I kept an open mind. Saw it, I was like, "Hey, that's pretty good." Yeah, did that? Did
0: that one come out of left field for you? An Aquaman movie?
1: Oh, uh, oh, I thought we were still talking about Constantine. I, I haven't seen Aquaman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh no, well, Constantine. I never knew anything about the character when I watched the movie. So to me, it was I was like, this is a great movie,
1: <laughs> yeah, And I just read up on the character. I hadn't really known too much about it before going into the movie, but, yeah, I liked it. yeah, actually just Jim, like, Jim what? Jim's
0: the one who got me into Constantine. Oh,
1: he's
0: wow. the he's the one who let me borrow the movie, and I watched it for the first time. So you got to check this cool. dude, you got check this guy out. He's actually pretty cool, uh, magic. So like a lot of people, and he, he was telling me too. Like a lot of people are complaining about a couple things, but you know, if you look past all that, I'm like, well, I don't know nothing about the character. So, what am, what do I have to complain unless the movie just sucks?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think the what was it the the Swamp Thing movie in the '70s was all right. No '80s, that was all right. Oh uh, There was Craven one. Yeah, with Adrian Barbeau in it.
0: I have that movie. I thought, not gonna lie, I thought for for, for what it was, it, it was pretty cool for what it was.
1: Yeah. I mean, I saw it when I was a kid, too, but...
0: Oh, I saw Return of Swamp Thing more than that, than the, 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 than the oh, first... Oh, no, I didn't see the no. Oh, man. You're not missing out.
1: Huh? I wouldn't think so. <laughs> You're lucky. I do think, really, though, my my DC character that I like The most that's what I feel is underrated Is Etrigan the Demon Ah You know he's in my top five For
0: real He's in my top five Maybe he's probably sitting at number four I think I I do got me I I got the Jack Kirby run for the Demon I like those books Uh, I had a first bad taste Of like reading uh, the demon because I read the uh, new 52s when they first uh, released and they had a uh, demonite and I don't know I just could not stand that like I would read a couple pages and be bored out of my mind I'm like yo this is boring yeah. so I'm like man is this character even worth it like and it wasn't until years later that I read the Garth Ennis run oh Praise, praise! It was such a good stuff. I, I don't even want to say praise Jesus because that one arc where, where, where the where
1: hell is fighting the angels is like the greatest.
0: What some of the greatest comic book writing I've ever read.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I like the character. I didn't get too deep into him, but it just a lot about him appealed to me. I still have my number one from the nineteen ninety. Run.
0: Mm, I guess that's the one Garth Ennis took over. Yeah. Because Garth Ennis took over what he took over in the mid 90s. But he didn't do like issue one. He did like he started from issue 18, I think, or something like that. Can't remember. Or was it issue nine? I'd have to go grab my it's right there. I can go grab it, but not to kill time. Yeah. Okay. Not to kill time. Yeah uh, a little history about the character That my good sir you know we talk about
1: Oh He's a uh, half brother Of Merlin the Magician mm. And They were both were children of the demon Belial and He bonded with a human Named Jason Blood And which they bonded Like in King Arthur days but so that made Jason Blood basically immortal After that and they survived present times, stuff like that.
0: Yeah, any like an archaeologist or some kind
1: of. Well, Jason Blood's been kind of like that. Um, they had a story when the Justice League got killed. They Batman had all these, you know, he, he that was his prep time. He had Demon kind of take over for him because Batman and Demon worked together a lot. Because they had him set in DC, in uh, Gotham so, yeah, the man, for a while. And it's from Gotham,
0: apparently. Yeah. The station for the most part.
1: Yeah, and so they had Chase Blood take over as the the league's master magician or whatever, master of magic. They seriously trusted that
0: fool. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm like, wait a minute, they trusted this fool?
1: Yeah, it's fun
0: yeah he he's he's sometimes he's a quirky character he kind of he kind of gives one liners here and there,
1: yeah, like when he was running for president <laughs> oh
0: man, all the greats run for presidency, yeah, all the greats oh uh, yeah no I, I gotta say uh actually if it wasn't for for demon for the demon uh we wouldn't have. And it's a character that's not even appeared for a long time. It's Hitman. You you remember him? Yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: Yeah, he was also written by... He was created by Garth Ennis. And he... After that, he had his own spinoff. Like, I think it ran for like seven volumes, eight volumes. And when I say volumes, I mean each volume had like six issues or seven issues in them. So it's probably like a good... It's a good long run. Because back then, a lot of them weren't being released monthly. They were released like bi-monthly or... Yeah, bi-monthly
1: or... Every so
0: often, shoot, man, a lot of good stuff came out in the nineties. Actually, my pick for for underrated character, and it's and it's kind of it's not his fault he's underrated, I think or I feel, but people who've read his book are like, dude, he's like so good. Uh, you ever read Starman from the nineteen nineties?
1: Oh no, I've I've meant to, but I haven't
0: okay that book like blew me away like i remember when i just read volume one i like my whole life just like anything i was reading i'm like oh we got to collect the rest of this stuff and we're gonna do it quickly i had to read it it was so good uh it's jack knight it's the third star man uh his dad was the original golden age uh star man uh ted knight so like you kind of like it kind of goes with the whole family business thing like the dad trained the sons which his brother's name was david but on the first issue of starman you find out that his brother got shot and killed so like they're all mourning and the dad's all like you know jack's become like the misfit kind of uh, i don't care about you know becoming a superhero i'm just like an antique collector i like like old school vintage stuff i listen to punk music i like you know whatever you know He's all like that. And then, like, this giant earthquake happens in, I forgot what city it was that they're in or whatever. But they, like, since Jack has been trained, you know, his brother had the staff, like, the modern staff for the the Starman outfit. But Jack used the original one, like, the the long staff, like, his dad kind of did. Well, his, the prototype, as you want to say. So he used that in order to save as many townspeople and, you know, he kind of just got the, not by choice, but, you know, like his dad's main villain, The Mist, was all like, oh, the new Starman. He's like, nope, don't, don't you, nope, don't start that. (laughs) Like, we're not doing that. (laughs) But because, you know, he knew who he was, he's like, he started going after him and after his life and you know, you you have, like, this guy who pretty much really does not want to be a superhero. Like, he's, like, totally against it, but it's almost, like, one of those things where it's kind of like the Spider-Man story, but not really. It's, like, with great power comes great responsibility, if you want to think about it that way. Yeah. But he's all, like, like, let's say if a baby's falling, he's, like, I don't want to be a superhero. But, fuck, that's a baby falling. (laughs) You know, like, yeah, I have an ability to save it. So, like, you can see like a turmoil between himself and like the decisions of man. Do I really want to? And then at a point, he he gets he's practically the superhero that he never wanted to become. And it was created by James Robinson, who's done a lot of cool stuff in the '90s. Uh, he also like took a D-list villain like the Shade and turned him into an anti-hero and all this um like jack goes through this whole thing like he, at the end of every volume i always thought it was cool that he would speak to his brother in dreams like his brother's dead so like the dream have has like this whole gray art to it and he's just like they're speaking with him like like so you took the monocle and nope <laughs> like you know it's like we well, remember when we were kid- and it's like it's kind of a deep conversation between two brothers and i'm like Thinking was I'm reading, I'm like, well, is his brother really possessing his dreams? Is it or does he know his brother so well that he, this would be the kind of stuff that you know you understand what I'm what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Is, is it his brother's ghost taking over him and making him do these kind of things? Or is it just that his, him and his brother have this connection that he can recreate his brother so well?
0: Yeah. So all that and at the end of the whole thing it like just to throw it out there uh if you know the character star star girl that's the staff that that's jack's staff he doesn't die or anything he's just not I'm just gonna put out there he didn't spoil spoiler he don't die but it's it's cool to see like a passing of the torch and why he does it i'm like damn cool cool good shit like yeah. like This book literally had the one thing a lot of comic books do not have. A good ending. That's all I... Every book, normally because either they're being canceled or because they're like, well, fuck, well, we're going to reboot the entire universe, so whatever you're doing, stop it and make it... it. start over. Yeah, and we're just going to come up for a reason or, you know, something. But no... It ended with an ending. Yeah. For the first time in my... And the rarest of comic book readings... For, like, a major publisher... It had an actual ending.
1: Well, don't worry. In two years, Batman's gonna end. What? (laughs) Well, yeah. What are
0: they gonna reboot with next? What are they gonna call this reboot? The money grab,
1: the money grab. Yeah, it's gonna be Batman Two.
0: Mm, I mean, they did that futures past. Was yeah, futures past, or future, future something.
1: They'll just like, turn it into Batman Beyond. it will be all right.
0: They, they already have Batman Beyond. Hell, uh, you got the. I don't know if you read the the Batman the White Knight series by uh, Sean Murphy. He's kind of creating a whole universe now and, then, and now he's actually even He even has his own Batman Beyond on there <sighs> Terry McGinnis died in his original run And then he fu- then becomes so The new Batman Beyond During like the new 52's And then when Rebirth happens Terry McGinnis is back But
1: well, who's got the Bat Totem
0: I don't know it, it, There's even a point in, in that run That I think his girlfriend or sister Took over as Batman I didn't read I didn't get that far in reading, but I was reading about it. I have the book. I should probably get, get on that read read. But yeah, there's a female Batman Beyond, apparently. But then he comes back. Yeah. So
1: well then again, comic books. Who stays dead? Yeah, who knows? Nobody's dead in comics. Ever. Mm.
0: I just want I somebody. I just really want somebody to like die in the books and then just like come back. Like five years later And they're like Where have you been Where you been hiding You know And he just goes Acapulco Wanted some time off Take like my death
1: I got snapped
0: I got snapped That should be That should be in a Marvel book Alright Yeah <laughs> Break that Every for Every
1: Marvel character I got snapped
0: <laughs> But no Yeah I, I gotta say But the, here's Here's the kicker though about Starman, why don't you see him in medium or media or anything anymore james robinson will not allow anyone to write the character really yeah he has it under contract that dc cannot use the character or his characters for any reason unless without without his permission so he's actually one of the character uh, writers that actually has control of his character.
1: Well, they got Star Girl all over the place.
0: Yeah, but I mean, like because Starman does have a big cult following like some like if I get a chance to talk like mention Starman and somebody actually like it's like dude I've read that it's so fu-. it's the same reaction like I get like oh fuck you know Starman and then we just chit-chat in there for like hours. You know, and it, it's always seems like whoever's read Starman has a big appreciation for the character and the and the things that, that were done with the book. Yeah. So that's why sometimes I feel like, man, like th- these books need and like I know they just released like the, the big omnibuses and content, whatever, big books or whatever. I'm yeah. like, people need to get on this. But sometimes I feel because they think, oh, it's a 90s book. I don't want to read that kind of like whenever you got people who who like you try to tell them like oh did you ever read like a nova the classic nova stuff from the from the 75 and you know all that they're like oh no that's that that just seems too too uh too old for me like people won't read like 1980s books 90s maybe late 90s they'll get into it or but it seems like the older stuff they won't want to read
1: yes just um you're just limiting yourself you're not even giving something a chance it's, it's good i mean it's there's a reason why there are literary classics i'm not saying every comic book is on the same level as shakespeare or mark twain or stuff like that but yeah, there are things out there
0: yeah i i i've actually been backtracking like i was not reading a lot of the, um, the eighties seventies stuff, but I've started backtracking to the bronze age. Um, and I'm like, man, I've, I've been missing out like a lot. Like I'll read, uh, I've been buying a lot of those, uh, Batman Arkham books, you know, like the rogues. And like, I, I, I'm like, man, why can't the penguin be this badass? Like, I posted about it on on Instagram the other, like last month or something. Like, this is my true definition of the penguin. Like, the look to me makes me laugh. I don't, it just, it's, he he looks pimping. I ain't got to lie. He he looks childishly pimping. But on this first battle versus Batman, the penguin actually won up Batman. Like, He literally framed Batman, got the cops to turn on him, and then actually makes the escape. Yeah. So, like, bro, like, you can't even make this stuff up anymore
1: like this. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't want to say it's not like they were given carte blanche back then, you know, that let them do whatever they wanted to do. But, because you know they get away with a lot more stuff nowadays than they used to. But the thing is it's it's different things that you can do at different times. like that one, uh, oh, who was it? I can't even remember. there's so many older comic book artists that are dropping like flies this year, but there was one, and I saw one of his stories where Batman was stopping a train heist. And he got shot, like, a lot in that book.
0: Are you talking about Dennis O'Neill? I think so, yeah. Because Dennis O'Neill did start the 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 darker Batman uh, storylines. I mean, I think the 40s stuff was pretty dark in its own right. Like, it's pretty dark. Oh, yeah. The 50s was campy. That's when the campy in ba- the 60s. And the but 60s. when Dennis O'Neill took over, oh, like, Jesus. It was Dennis O'Neill, and uh, who was the writer? But Dennis O'Neill was a writer, and
1: Wait, was it Neil Adams? It might have been a Neil Adams story. Neil Adams was,
0: uh, Neil Adams did more of the drew art. It.
1: Yeah, drew it, though. That's what I meant.
0: Yeah, but Dennis O'Neill did start the the Dark Batman. That's that's what I always I'm always um, I've always read about. Like, and like sometimes when you look up a lot of the greatest Batman stories, and a lot of people are like, "Oh, like this is around the turning point," you know, where Batman was going, and then his name always pops up the most, Dennis O'Neill. Yeah, because I know he also did stuff like the Question, which that's another character that we'll talk about him another time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I always remember that one uh the one thing i remember about the question is i think it was in the animated series the batman the animated series where he came out and he was with montoya and she was tying her shoes and she was disgusted. i don't remember how it came up but she said something about the ends of her shoelaces and he he said they're called aglets and she's like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, they're aglets—the end of the shoelaces—and their true, si- their true purpose is sinister, <laughs> something like that."
0: <laughs> oh, you're talking about the the Justice League Unlimited series?
1: I mean, they might have done it there too, but I—I I rem- I swear it was in an a Batman animated series show because that's where I first saw Renee Montoya. Uh, Bruce. So,
0: so then I guess it, yeah, because she, beca- she, become- she became the question in the comic books i don't think she did in the bruce tim thing
1: because well, the, what? no because they didn't kill him off in the bruce tim thing it was after batman the anime series had already ended yeah from true. what i remember
0: wasn't that the end of the whole like bruce tim uh universe thing though justice league unlimited because that's when the question came yeah. out in a couple of episodes and it was like him and huntress were always together mm-hmm
1: I think, didn't I? I seem to remember them having a thing. Mm
0: hmm, mm hmm, mm hmm. Damn. That's a that book series I need to find. The question.
1: Yeah. I think we did kind of go and expose a few underrated DC characters. Yep.
0: Well, that's the thing about comic books, though on the on an ending note. That's that's the thing. Um, it's always cool that there are so many and it's I always say don't yep. don't always try to stick with and like in DC the Holy Trinity. Yep. Um Wonder Woman, Batman and Superman. They're just a giant variety of heroes out there. Um, I know a lot of people Consider, like, the Flash and Green Lantern and Aquaman. Well, they they used to consider Aquaman like a D, D
1: character at a point, too. He can yep. talk to fish. <laughs> That's it. That's cool. Yeah, Go bring it. some whales to fight this guy in the middle of the Mojave Desert. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I Aquaman has
0: the st- toe-to-toe in the desert, and he's, he's done some cool shit.
1: That's fine. But he didn't have any fish friends to help him. At- Hey, Uh, hey, hey, hey,
0: hey. all i gotta say is thank thank god for jeff johns and dan abbott dan abbott's run for the rebirth was actually pretty fucking cool to see aquaman actually like kind of face a monster and it wasn't like uh, one of the big name monsters but it's all like he's literally sitting there like thinking about the whole concept of like everybody thinks i'm weak but I have this, I, I, my, my strength could match Superman. And he, he's like, he's pretty yeah. much given himself motivation to fight back. Even though he's like, kind of like on his last leg. Oh yeah. No, no right. I
1: mean, I, look, I, ha- I do have respect for Aquaman as a character. Yes. It's fun to make fun of him Yeah. because all he can do is talk to fish, but no, he's strong and he's <laughs> can fly and do all these <laughs> other cool you shit too. Play. Yeah. But I mean, whatever.
0: Yeah. What what do you got to say for as a a last thought?
1: Uh, Well, I mean, pretty much just like you said, don't don't rely on just the big names. You know, there's gonna be a smaller character with a decent run of books for everybody. You know, and so just you gotta just keep going until you find that one character or. If you want to just give in to capitalism, stick with the, the big books. Yeah, well, it's you'll still crazy. get entertained, but you know.
0: Yeah, I was gonna It's kind of crazy sometimes, though. Like, cause some of these big comic book names, like you brought up Plastic Man. Jeff Johns wrote Plastic Man for a while, for a little bit. You know, um, Green Lantern became a big name. Jeff Johns did that.
1: Yeah. Uh, Grant Morrison has written so much. Yeah, he puts himself in it, but he can write stories.
0: Yeah. Um, what's another? Jeff Lemire has. He, he's more on the indie scene, I think. But he's in recent years, even for Marvel, he's done Moonlight, Moon Knight. Uh, for DC, he's he's actually done the Question's new book, latest book for DC. Oh wow! So that one's. That one's actually a pretty good read, by the way. Uh, you got a lot of people have done Constantine, like a lot of the big names that were like early two thousands. They've uh, uh, Dagle What's his name? I'm I'm saying they're big names. I'm I'm forgetting their fucking names. It's, it's so many. Yeah, you know. See, I mean?
1: like I like Brian Michael Bendis, but he can get a little wordy. True. And like, not everybody has to think stuff between panels and, you know, they think one thing and then say this word right after it. And it's like, come on, dude. Oh, bringing up like
0: something Brian Michael Bennett just just (laughs) to throw out there. No, just to throw out there. Do you know he was actually in a book like a like somebody actually wrote him into a book? Like the Uh actual Brian Michael Bennett's character is in a book. Uh-huh. it's uh it's called uh nail biter it's a okay. image comics book i forgot he's an issue he's he's on one i think issue 11 12 one of those issues like it's like volume two or three of the of the, of the series and michael michael brian bendis goes to this town because all the serial killers come out of this town apparently so he goes into this town so and then he gets ran out by the serial killer <laughs> Dude, it's like it's so meta. It's it's such a meta issue. It's so good. It's like if you can read one issue, if you're a if you're a Brian Michael Bendis fan, I would literally just check this one issue of Nailbiter no out. Like I'll find it and post it on Instagram so you guys can look it up directly. This it's it's so funny. Like they draw him in everything. Like it's it's literally a comic book issue based on him visiting this town of serial killers. It's it's so good. <laughs>
1: that is pretty meta.
0: Yeah, uh, Vincent, my man, yeah, what could they find you with?
1: Uh, you can look me up on interwebs uh, at LCID the first, E L C I D the first,
0: and you can find me sipping on some Mountain Dew and vodka on the socials at X 2 d 2 xx and for the entire podcast, where can they find us drinking at, Vincent?
1: On the gram at Nimrod Generation Podcast. One word. All right.
0: That being said, we will be back again next week. <laughs> do not worry. Yo, yo. Unless I keep partying like I do.
1: Hey, man. Party.
0: Birthdays are a thing. Oh. Speaking of birthdays.
1: Bum, bum, bum. I do not know what you speak of. Mm. Mm. Do not speak of. I do not know what you
0: mean. I mean, I mean, I don't even know what the fuck I just said.
1: Yeah, neither does anybody else.
0: <laughs> Later. <laughs> I said I
1: had a party for my. Drank up all my
0: beer.